So I feel like I get a lot of requests. Like, do you listen to NPR ever? Yeah. Okay, so you know, like, when you can hear I listen to NPR, like, the first, that's the first thing I do in the morning. That's a lie. No, it is. If I take my phone in the bathroom, it's because I'm listening to First Up at, oh, on NPR. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, you know, well, I don't listen to NPR, admittedly. You do have an NPR voice. Sometimes I listen <laughs> Sometimes I listen to NPR, but, you know, like, a sensory thing where you can, like, hear Your background. Or, yeah. So I get requests for that. Really? So, yeah. Okay, So, perfect. like, that'll be, here we are. Huh. It's a little bit windy. Yeah. And we're just going to ignore it. Either you're going to love it or you're going to hate okay, it. Okay, cool. I feel like in terms of being, <laughs> if you're wondering what that noise is, right. that's Jessica's chugging wine. She's not chugging wine, but she did just dump the rest of my taster into her glass. Um, if I could like paint a picture for you, it would make you barf. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Uh, rolling hills and green and there's like some hills with a bunch of pine and vineyards and like rows of grapes on vines and it makes me want to barf yeah it's barfy it is a little bit barfy but it like this should be like on a usa stamp you know what i'm saying like don't you think that like that picture right here of like what we're looking at like that should be that should be a stamp. It's the best of the best of America, not the trash version. <laughs> so, anyways, Jessica and I are in wine country in Oregon. We're in Oregon wine country, and before this, we were on the coast in Oregon. We stayed in Arch Cape um, and fucked around in Cannon Beach and Seaside, and we're gonna go hang out with some friends of ours in Portland tonight. But for now. We're just in wine country. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? A hundred percent. Jessica is nervous to be uh, podcasting with me. I mean, I really, um, it's like amateur hour in this podcast. Okay. I mean, I don't, um, I think normal people that have like big time to do ha shows like batch a lot of these episodes and I think at some point in my life I will want to do that but I also like real time real what's happening in my life and like what I'm experiment experiencing in the moment I think that there's like validity and like vulnerability in that and so I made the choice to record next week's episode while we were on vacation and in doing so i'm forcing her to be a part of the show so welcome thank you <laughs> i can't wait to get my royalties okay <laughs> i wonder how many people i'm gonna have like write in and be like oh no like it's it's actually her voice maybe she should have a podcast i should yeah you have a beautiful voice thanks honey yeah you have like a really good podcast voice I don't have that NPR, like... I also am snotty because your kid gave me a cold, so I, I sound like... It's only one of us, though, so was it actually... Yeah, it was. All right, well, anywho. I think that in terms of, like, talking about things that are relative and organic to my everyday life, I think food and traveling and eating and traveling is, like, sort of what this whole trip has like kind of been for both of us 
Um, what do you think like the best thing that you've eaten so far just on this trip is? The fresh Dungeness crab at, at Jetty where I made that amazing butter that we dipped everything in. So, <laughs> okay. so Again, let me paint you the a picture. the freshest crab I've ever eaten in my life. For hands down. It was caught that day. It was caught that day. Like right in front of us, it, basically. Yeah. yeah. So it is, when you think of like a crab shack on the beach. Sandy picnic tables. Yeah. Wine out of a can. Wine out of a can. Ava freaking out because the crabs were live and she had to watch them be shoved into a bag and then dropped into a hot tub of boiling water. Except they actually like the crabs were like hysterical inside of this fucking netted bag and he set it on the counter to be weighed and like the crabs freaked out and like bonked themselves off of the counter and that's when I decided that I had to turn away. She, like walked away. I couldn't look at it anymore. Um if you ever want me to make you live lobster, like the answer is a hard no. Like I can that. do it. All you do is you put them down, you take your chef's knife, you jam it between the top of their head and their For tail. Fuck's sake. Yeah, okay. that's it's, the that's the most humane way to kill a lobster. Okay, well, anywho, we're not. I'm not doing that for you. I'll do it. Okay. So here we are at this crab shack, sandy picnic tables. So cute. Like the cutest. Yeah. So cute. You salt go salt vinegar chips. Salt vinegar chips. The f best strawberries either oh one of God. us have ever had in our whole entire lives. Local, like, picked. I can't even. Remember the podcast that I did a couple months ago when somebody asked me a question about, like, their bounty of strawberries that they had? Yeah, and I was like, where the so fuck do you yet. live? Yeah. And, like, why do you just have a million strawberries? Yeah. Um, We've bought could them you, at two different grocery stores now because they've been so good. Could you imagine like having those, like a bounty of those strawberries? No, I jam I the fuck out of those. I make so much jam. So much jam. And I would just roast them yeah. all day long. Anywho, back to Jetty. Okay, so we're eating this crab. Jessica made this butter. And when I tell you that she made this butter, she didn't fucking make butter. She <laughs> took a, a quarter of a stick of butter and melted it in a paper cup. Was it styrofoam or was paper. it paper? So you go and you can buy like a cup and they give you a couple tablespoons and then they have this rack by a microwave yeah. of like a... Spices a, from, from Restaurant Depot. Spices from Restaurant Depot and Costco. Yeah. I did notice that. And you can just like make your just own... Shake it on yeah. Like you can make your own seasoning also, blend. I think it's important for everybody to know that they like take the stick of butter and they literally just lob it into three knobs and throw them in cups. It's not like a... Oh no! Cute bit of butter. It's no, like a, literally it's like here's paper. a slab yeah, there of butter in our butter. They literally took a quarter of a stick of butter, cut it into chunks, whacked it into a paper cup, and you paid and three dollars. Yeah. I was like, y'all are taxing, but also, who the fuck is gonna say no to that? It's we so bought good. a lemon. Tell them about the the heart. I'm gonna. I mean, oh. you're going to. So you basically go. They weigh. Yourself. And what else did they have? I mean, they had, they had clams, clams, oysters. Yeah, but boiled oysters is fucking gross. She does not like a cooked oyster moment. I mean, I to be fair, I don't does. either. But I would love to know if anyone likes a cooked oyster other than like a char-grilled or chub-rolled oyster. I mean, what about like... Uh, Say oyster or, stew and I'll vomit. Or like, or like Rockefeller or like something. Yeah, that's fine. That's in a shell. That's disgusting. That's fine. I'll eat that. I don't want to eat that. Okay. Anyways... Um, so you go and they weigh it out for you and then they cook it for you in a fuck ton of giant thing of water, of water and old bay. Yeah. Um, 
and then they bring it out to you and they make crab butter. No, so they, they ask if, they, if you want to clean it yourself or if you'll clean it. And I didn't want to mess with that because I didn't have gloves and I'm worried about that. Okay. And so he cleaned it for us. So they pop the top shell off. Okay. They dump the guts into the top shell. And then he takes out the lungs and everything. Yep. Washes it with a hot water hose. You know, arranges it very nicely on a plastic lunch tray from the cafeteria at your high school. Uh-huh. And um, he asked me if I wanted a crab heart, and I have never been asked that before. And I was like, of course, I want to try it. And so he pulls off one of the little pokies off a leg, the first joint on a leg, pokes the crab heart, puts it on there and sticks it in the crab butter and says, this will be the best part. And I was like, awesome, dude. And then we like cheers those and ate them. And it was the most tender, ridiculous crab meat I've ever had in my life. It was stupid good. And also it was so precious because it was like in the shape of a star. It was. It was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. It was a heart. It was. But it was a star. Yeah. But it was a heart. But it was a heart. You're very cute. I wish that you guys could see her like a super cheese ball grin. She has like a very specific smile when she's very happy. And here she is like in the sunshine at this winery in wine country. Okay, so so far that's the best thing that we've eaten in addition to the strawberries. I mean, like I just want... I mean, the scallops the first day, the salmon the first day were really, really awesome. But the crab was just... That crab was not the only the best thing I've had on this trip, but it was the best crab I've had ever. Ever. Yeah. Hands down. For sure. I I concur. Also, so we went to Flying Fish Co. in Portland like an hour or two after we got into town on Sunday morning. And that crudo was so dumb good. I mean, it was really, really good, but we'll probably also... probably get it tomorrow. We probably will. Yeah. Also, the scallops were the, just like... The sear was perfect. The mm-hmm. flavor was perfect. The doneness was perfect. It was bomb. I think that, like, everybody has their reasoning for travel. I mean, I think that, like, on a super basic level it's like to experience something new and to see something new and to see something that like is different and new to you but like for sure I travel for like two main reasons I travel to eat and I specifically travel to like hike slash explore she's making a gross face because she is one of those people that is not from Colorado originally, now oh lives God. in Colorado, and like talks a big game about hiking, about how much she loves hiking, but like the reality is is that you have to drag her to the hike and then she'll she'll bitch the entire time that you're hiking and then she'll celebrate when you're done. But what does there need to be at the end? There has to be a water feature and snacks and, and a, beer. a beer. Yeah. Those are her requirements. Cuz otherwise what's the point of walking around in the woods? I mean, you're actually lucky that I can find you as many water features as you want in the state of Colorado because we're not working with a whole lot. I know. And we're going to start running out soon. All right. Back to travel and food. All right. So what what are the reasons that you travel? Literally just to eat. I can't think of... I mean, there's sites I want to see and I'm a dork ass anglophile so like britain i love all the sites in britain (laughs) and i love the history and i love dumb shit out there and like old castles and stuff but like at the end of the day my end game is a pub fish and chips a shepherd's pie a dope ass pint and like going to see like 
what that pub in that local town is about, but no matter where I've gone, it's all about food. Like, I go for food. Do you feel like the best fish and chips that I had was, like, on our, in Tillamook, for sure. Oh, Um, yeah, on that pier? Yeah. Yes. So, another, like, dumpy shack on the water. Walk up and order. They call your fucking number. Yeah. That tartar sauce was fire. It, it was needed really a little good. more lemon, but that's like probably the most delicious tartar sauce I've had. But okay, so like, do you feel like the fish and chips here on the coast or in London? London, one hundred percent. Are you sure? A million percent. It's not halibut. They were eating ha- fucking fancy Alaskan halibut for eighteen dollars for a basket of fish and chips. You're getting fish and chips at a cone in London for like eleven dollars American, and they just squeeze mayonnaise on it from a tube. And it's fantastic. Do you think it's better? Yeah, for sure. Do you? It's better. It's an island. We're yeah. They do everything better. Everybody gives Britain such a hard rep about food, but it's delicious. If you like like just traditional like fare, it's good. <sighs> I've eaten a lot of good things in Britain. What else? Um, I went to this restaurant called St. John's, which should be a Michelin star restaurant, but it's not because of some legalities with the Michelin rating system. And I had the most insane pate. I've had sweetbreads there. I, literally, the guy just, like, does the whole thing, pit, nose the tail kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just stupid, delicious. Like, I have pictures of it on my Instagram, and I look at those, and they make me smile, like, from my heart. Like, they are fucking good memories, because that food was so goddamn good. And it's just, like, white paper tablecloth, but it's still, like, a little high-end. The waiters are in these, like, button-down white butcher shirt. It's really adorable and cute, and the guy's really famous. It's a really cool place. But. Say more about the meal. Um, we had a whole grilled fish. I don't remember what the fish was, but it was literally just a grilled fish covered in like uh, like a white wine cream sauce. And it wasn't traditional. It was like they did. I think it was like a beer white wine cream sauce, but it was just fantastic. I just could not like. I go back there and it just makes me happy. Do you think that it's like the food, or do you think that it's also like the ambiance and like oh. company and like what you're doing and who you're with? Um. All of the above. That restaurant in particular, it was definitely not the company or the ambiance. That's why they don't have a Michelin stars because of the ambiance. I had the same trip. I went to a three-star Michelin restaurant. The food was maybe, I mean, it was it was more beautiful and the service was better. But I mean, the service wasn't even better. It was just a different experience. But the but the food at the at St. John's was better than Aqua V. Aqua V is like mm-hmm. very very high end and ridiculous, and it was a very nice experience. But it wasn't. The like home style stuff that I like. I want to hear more about your meal at Aqua Bee for sure. Um, we had like a salmon pate. Oh god, I like would have to look at pictures to remember. It was just like you know they're doing like caviar bubbles of citrus and right. like very you know everything's very high gastro. end gastro. Yeah, it's but it's all really cute shit, but. Nothing was like, oh my god. Like, there's a picture of me at St. John with, like, me holding my fingers up to my mouth like a child, like, on Christmas morning. And it was so goddamn good. And, like, that memory to me is more precious than walking through Buckingham Palace. Or I honestly saw the queen and all the princes that trip. And the meal was better than that. And it, for me, that's a fucking crazy deal. And I know you hate that, but it is. <sighs> I do. <laughs> I've never told you that. Oh, man. It was good stuff. I like your face right now. Yeah. And then yeah. I was just chugging beer. <laughs> pints on pints. What is, like, your favorite food memory from a trip that you 
took slash orchestrated. Um, the first trip I went abroad, we went to, we were in Munich for like, we went to a beer hall and they do these like pork knuckles with spetzel and gravy mm -hmm. and German potato salad, which is not anything like people in America don't know what German potato salad is. German potato salad in America is completely different than German potato salad in Germany. Mm -hmm. And we'll say that, say more, say what's the difference. Um, so like it's served warm and it's almost a mashed potato, but it does right. still have like that yellow tint, but there's nothing in it. There's no chives. There's no bacon. Like, that might have been a part of the cooking process, but that is not what you are given. You're just given a pile of weird sliced -mashed potatoes that potatoes? are semi-mashed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. But what's and in then, it? I mean, is it I just, mean, like, salt butter and Salt butter and vinegar. Oh, okay. There's still, like, the flavors of bacon, so I'm sure some stuff is, like, sautéed. Also, like, I was drinking heavily, so, like, those some of those memories are like, <laughs> blurry. Um, but, no, so the two times I've been to Germany, that has been like the most incredible thing is like this rotisserie chicken they do is stupid delicious it's insane and then you get these pork knuckles that are the size of um a 16 inch softball and then heavy dumplings and gravy and it's amazing like that's my heavy german heritage favorite meal and then the one of the times i was in italy i have two meals in italy that like have just blown my mind one was a michelin star restaurant that I honestly cannot remember the name of, but I ate pigeon leg mm -hmm. and I didn't want anything to do with it because the nails were on it. <laughs> I ate it anyways and it was like a 17 course meal and we were there for like five hours and it was ridiculous. And the other one was we were at a castle in this, uh, in like Southern Tuscany looking at a wedding venue for a company I worked for. And this old grandma made me red wine risotto and like the most delicious petite filet mignon that I've ever had and served it on, together. And it was so casual and it was just like family style for the staff. And it was amazing. Like I dream about that risotto, the texture, like the tooth on the rice, like the meat was like probably from a farm next door that she right. got from a guy and she served it with like a platter of like roasted vegetables and it was just i was like what the hell is happening like why is this how they eat every day it's so light and fresh and good and still like filling and like warm and like when you think about those memories like again do you is it super food forward for you or do you also like remember like your surroundings or like what you were yeah. doing like does that play a piece in like you like the nostalgic part yeah all of it the the air like the smells what was happening those are all part of it um but the risotto was just fire the food is the food is like the memory <laughs> and the other things are like the little pieces that surround the memory yeah yeah what like crab with you like the crab was the memory you sitting next to me being beautiful was like the the nice part but the crab was like what i was there for <laughs> At least she's honest. <laughs> we should go back. We should. We should drive the two hours back like two to... Half, yeah. yeah. Jetty. Just to eat crabs. Oof. Crab's heart. Yum. They were so, so good. For sure. I mean, so we actually have plans to visit a, a French restaurant in Portland this evening with our friends. We fly home tomorrow. Fly home back to Denver. And... To be honest with you, we did, um, there was like a semi, like, bougie restaurant on the beach. I mean, the view was Seemed really bougie. beautiful. It was seemingly bougie. Yeah. Um, via but the like, internet. Via the internet. But I, like, for sure, hands down, like, in terms of 
food and like even memory making. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a dressed up moment. I love a, a bougie meal, even if it's seemingly bougie. But I, without a shadow of a doubt, rather look like a dirt urchin with butter all over my fucking clothes because that was a real thing afterwards. I actually needed to change. It was Your fingers were like dipped in butter. It was, it was cold out. It was mad. They were solidifying. The butter was solidifying. Literally, it was like on my finger because it was, was kind of chilly outside. And so as we were getting cleaned up, you could like walk back to like where they house spray all the, of yeah, this seafood and down. clean the fish and oh wasn't his they'll name spray, Andrew yeah, they'll spray yeah. you down with cold water they'll spray you down with cold water and like I looked down and there was just like solidified butter like all over like the sides of my and I was like I that was so good but also give me the fuck we out of here we were using Clorox wipes to <laughs> wipe our hands <laughs> But honestly, like it doesn't even, I think that there is like absolutely room for like gastro experiences and places like Aquavie and like really high-end Michelin type. You got to mix it up every trip. But I don't know, man. I mean, like I really do think that like I will always, always, always go local. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dumpy. Fish and chip dumps. Butter all over my hands. Like for sure the best meal that I've ever had was hardly even a meal it was like probably a like a quarter of a bottle of Bacardi 151 and like fresh coconut juice that they literally just like fucking machete on the beach like a family like roll up and find like a random family with a campfire situation at 11 o'clock in the morning and be like what are you eating I mean seriously though and like I mean I wasn't a trash person this was uh, outside of uh, Puerto Vallarta and yeah I mean like I paid this family to like I don't want to go to a restaurant like I don't want to seek out bougie spots like when especially when I'm somewhere like that like I want to pay and give back like to the local community so seriously I just like rolled up on somebody's like weekend lunch (laughs) moment and was like let me pay you to feed and they were like fuck yeah get this white girl a coconut and some rum and then just like you see your octopus yeah so much octopus and just like like grilled over a campfire i don't like and honestly it was like nothing i mean it was like salt and like what like lime i don't even it like, tasted like what octopus is supposed to it taste tastes like, like yeah. but it was like perfectly cooked it was divine and then i got tragically ill <laughs> hashtag <laughs> it wasn't a good moment for me but also i mean like i you know like when i go places or when i travel i mean that's like what i'm interested in i will always be the most impressed by food that is just tasting what it should actually taste yeah, fresh, like local yep and I don't know. I think that there's something to be said about that kind of like ambiance and like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit easier to enjoy a meal like sans like pretentious stuff or like worrying about like, I don't know your table manners or like fucking solidified butter all over the sides of your fingers like a monster in your mouth yeah in your shirt oh my god my shirt was so gross 
It really was. It wasn't even Buttertown. It was like crab juice town because I was also... Wait, we didn't talk about the crab butter. The crab butter... So we were dipping into the crab juice in the shell. But they called it crab butter, butter wasn't it? Right. It was a crab guts. Right. And guts and liquid. And the and liquid like that was... water. Yeah. And then you dip it in butter. Holy shit. And lemon. Hella lemon. And also, she does this thing with seafood where she has to lemon each bite individually. Like, you can't just, like, squeeze lemon atop. It has to be each individual bite. Unless it's oysters, you can squeeze lemon in a top of oyster. Also, we've had like seven different oysters, which have all been, for the you most know? part, delicious. They've all been good. We've had more favorites. I actually am surprised at the number of oysters we haven't ate. I know. To be we'll, really, we'll, we'll fix that later today. <laughs> I feel like you are an oyster monster, and I am surprised that that hasn't been more of a thing. Yeah. That well, you didn't let me have them at that shack because you said my eyes were bigger than my stomach. I did say so. She has this tendency to really... I admit I overorder. I admit it. I mean, overorder by a landslide, but also she loves to order for the table, and I love that she does that, and so I let her do that. But if I don't keep tabs on it, I'll turn around, and suddenly there's like three entrees and three apps and a salad for the two of us. I would never order three entrees, but okay. I mean, she says that, but also, I've seen you be that hungry, but not actually that hungry. The other thing that she does is she literally takes like four bites of each thing and then is like decidedly done. So like she doesn't even finish a whole entree, even if it was just hers, even if we had one, she won't even finish that. Everybody likes to share. I think that's a part of like experiencing culinary stuff. I don't want a full entree. I want to taste six different things I know three times. That's but not- also that sometimes there's just the two of us, and so like that's not really like you're not at liberty to do that. No, then we you box can't it up order- and give it to the homeless. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Um, you can't for the two of us order for the table like you're ordering for fifteen. And then take we'll three see what bites happens tonight. Yeah. Everybody watch our Instagram and see what the fuck goes down tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or for 10. All right. Um, culinary destination, top number one dream that you haven't done so far on the spot. Uh, you should see her face right now. She was like, as long as you don't put me on the spot too hard. Let's give her a B to think about it. Also, I mean, in case you didn't notice, this is fully unscripted yeah obviously obviously um okay so can they be places i've been that i haven't gotten to like really experience food in i mean as you wish okay so like new york obviously there's a bazillion places i have not been to Fair. Like, only like nice restaurant i've been I, to new york is gramercy tavern and i feel like it, no not new no it so can't like, be new york like abroad. abroad yeah i think i would really love thailand yeah same hard I same nuts on like some like fishery dumps like right on the water getting just fresh papaya salad she loves a papaya fresh, salad moment just fresh anything i think like thailand's one country vietnam that, vietnam yeah that i haven't like it hasn't been on my radar for very long but from a culinary standpoint yeah. for sure yeah and i think i mean i've done europe but there's still like eastern and i europe. haven't there's places i'd love to go in eastern europe I have it. We were talking yesterday about, again, like the way that I like to eat. Um, like, I don't even, I told her, um, 
like I would never go to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. Like I would go to Paris to like roll around in a lavender field and have somebody like feed me bread and butter that they just like turned in their kitchen from their cow that's outside. <laughs> also frolicking with me inside of the lavender field. With the cow? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. Like, I absolutely, like, I want to go to Italy and have somebody's Nona, like, make Just fresh pasta. And, like, yeah, that's what I want to do. See, I like eating the snacks while looking at the stuff. But, yeah, I'd rather, I mean, if I had to choose, it'd be food, obviously, over views. Food over views? Fuck yeah. I think... Uh, and this is going to get into semantics, but like, well, I feel no like no matter where you are in Europe, there's views. So well, I was gonna say, that's what I'm right. saying. I'm like, saying I don't need I'm, to stare at the Eiffel Tower, tower. or the That's Panthenon. not a view. That's like a, yeah. that's not necessarily a view. That's you, a, that's a okay, landmark. Right. You walk down any street in Italy. Yeah. France, that's a view. And you're to me. like losing your shit. Hello, lavender fields. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Like okay, I yeah. literally want to go to the market and have you right. cook me dinner from things from the market. Sounds like a lot of work for me. And it sounds so hot and so fantastic so many for me. <laughs> I would, um, I would still like without a shadow of a doubt, like pick that. You would find us an Airbnb with a full kitchen and a full set of like one thousand. Yes, you work on that, and we'll talk. I will. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm going to find somebody's Nona. I'm literally <laughs> going to pay somebody's Nona to to make me, like, a gorgeous meal. But, yeah. They're everywhere. I think also, for me, um, like, yes, it's, like, obviously about food. It's obviously about the quality of ingredients. I also think about... Um, I don't, I like like those strawberries, you know what I mean? Like when you run into and discover and find really high quality, like it, it's a game changer, you know what I mean? And I think that that is like also something that we don't necessarily, don't get me wrong, like I know our privilege and like how lucky we are to be able to afford sitting at a winery dump in the middle of Oregon but I also like in terms of like produce there's just something so huge to be said about like getting it directly from the source and getting it from like a big box grocery store and I actually talked about that last week um in terms of like supporting and loving our farmers is like that blows my mind it's like something that I know because I've I've never had a farm but like I've gardened before and like tomatoes, for example, like tomatoes out of your garden are like always taste better a million times better than the shit that you get in the grocery store. And then you like eat those strawberries that like somebody grew like in right. their tiny farm. Yeah. And like, I, yeah. And so I don't know the love that goes into it. You don't need that like mass produce. Blech. But I think that that's like for sure, like influences the type of like meal and food that I love. This time of year, it's a lot easier, too, because obviously that stuff's a lot more 1,000%. Yeah. Right. But damn, I love a farmer's market. I love a farmer's market. Yeah, a fresh market out here. Don't you just, like, love that you get to visit me at a farmer's market every single week? It's my favorite part of the week. Are you being facetious? Not at all. 
take it back immediately. I'm just kidding. I love going. I love getting six breakfasts <laughs> and three coffees and a green juice and, and some a watermelon juice. Yeah, peaches. I do too. It's like, and it's peak season right now, so everything is fire. Everything. I know. I talked about that last week too. You know, like there are parts of the country that, you know, I mean, like their farmers market season is done. Right. Like come Labor Day, you know what I'm saying? And like where we live, we have a couple more weeks. I mean, yeah. we have more than a couple weeks. We have like two months, damn near. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Wait to see what you cook for me. <laughs> you first. <laughs> Anyways, I am just like mostly feeling super relaxed and like super lucky to be like sitting at this super beautiful winery with you and I'm like so looking forward to going back into Portland and like finding a delicious meal with you tonight. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your show, Ava. <laughs> It'd be a goose. Shout out to Dre, Emma, Carrie, and Cheryl. <laughs> That's my um, radio voice. Is that your radio voice? Yeah. Oh my god. Live from Willamette Valley. Jess and Ava signing off. You're a monster. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me. I'll go anywhere with you. Sure, but specifically back to Jenny's. Can we just like Fine. skip Portland all together? Fuck and it. Just go back. Let's go now. All right. Catch you at another winery. Bye. Deuces.